This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. So you can use the promo code BLUECHIP, all one word, to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Nation. I'm joined by a co-host today, guys. I'm joined by the birthday boy himself, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, it's a little earlier than usual we record. So if if I sound like, I don't know, not as enthused, it's because it's, it's early. But other than that, doing pretty good. Um the thing is, Devin, you need you need to be like me because obviously I know it's early. I made you wake up really early on your birthday to record because I had a scheduling mix up on my end. Thought that we couldn't record a little later in the day. Turns out we could. However, you got to be like me and have a 16-ounce coffee mug with you at all times. Coffee is addicting, man. I, I, I don't know if I can do it consistently. I also just rather not make my own coffee so There's i mean that. same but uh it, it it's cheaper if you do <laughs> true but it's also cheaper if you don't drink it at all so i don't trust people that that don't drink coffee and i know I drink, you drink i coffee. drink it i drink it occasionally i, I don't know what i don't know what you do to wake up then if i don't have if i don't have coffee in the morning i don't wake up it's all those years I played football and I had to wake up at 4.30 and 5 a.m. I mean, that, I that did too. Def- that was a definite no. I mean, but, I did too, but I still need coffee, man. There, it's impossible to drink coffee. And, and here's the thing is that, like, with how, bu- <laughs> with how busy my schedule is, Devin, if I don't have a second coffee after lunch or, like, an espresso or something, I'm screwed. I start, like, falling asleep at 5 o'clock on the couch. I just powered through the day, man. Uh, anyways, do you want to start with the NFL or the NCAA today? <laughs> NFL to get through as soon as possible. I totally agree. Um, just give me one second to pull up the games here. Devin, while I do that, what was your overall thought on the games? It was a crapshoot, to be honest. Um some good, some bad. I mean, the Cardinals look amazing. I know they... I, I know. wonder if a certain fan base was very upset on Twitter yesterday. It depends on which fan base you talk to, because there were several. I know uh, which one I know which one you're talking about, yeah. but, but there, were, there were several upset fan bases, including my own. So We, we will get into that. I now have the, uh, the, the games up, so... I mean, we can talk about this one quickly. We we never really give a shit about the Thursday nighter, except maybe next week we'll actually have a discussion about the Thursday nighter because it'll be a game that actually somewhat matters. Um, but goddamn, Jacksonville, you texted me on for on Thursday 
when they were up 14 nothing, that my predictions were looking way off base, man. And I said, don't worry, the fat lady hasn't sit, sung. Give it like 20 minutes. And I think it was about five minutes later that it was a tie game. Listen, when I sent that text, it was not off base. They were about to go up 21 nothing. But for whatever reason, they decided to, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I don't know why they just do a QB draw, uh, QB sneak, but they wanted to be cute offensively, and then the game just spiraled out of control from there. I, man, Jacksonville had a 21-point lead sitting right on their lap. Their hands were on the lead, and they let it slip, man. Yeah, 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 got him. There's my Urban Meyer reference. I, I saw a tweet. I'm not going to go into Like, everyone has seen the Urban Meyer video at this point. Whether or not it happened this weekend or is an old video because it's noted that he's wearing an Ohio State shirt, I it one, doesn't matter, and two, I frankly don't care. But the, the the best thing I saw this weekend about it was a tweet where it's like, you know, um, yeah, you know, hey, Urban, is that you on camera being really drunk and feeling up a girl 30 years younger than you? Yep, absolutely. Means I got to get fired. You know, can't afford, we can't have things like that happening in this organization. Here's a five-year contract extension to keep you under wraps. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to comment on anything about any of that's happening. I mean, it's I, Urban I, Meyer. I'm not surprised at anything he does. I, I just don't really care. <laughs> it's the Jags. They're a poverty franchise, and that's the most time that I'm going to spend on them all year. I can literally... Devin, I've been doing the NFL preview articles since week three of last season, and I've never had to cover a Jags win. They won a game this year. They have lost 19 games in a row. They're close. They're close to winning a game. I don't. Uh, I, I I know I eventually will, and then I'll have to come up with new material, and I won't. I'm not sure what I'll do. I mean, I'm, they're not probably gonna get more than three wins, but they'll win a game this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Bengals won twenty four to twenty one. It's because um, the Bengals learned how to throw a forward pass in the second half. Yeah, Anyways, they, enough yeah. of the Thursday nighter. It's a Thursday nighter. No one cares. No one probably even remembered that game, to be honest. No. It, it, that's why I love the current setup we have, is that we actually only have to cover 13 games. <laughs> Washington uh, survives Atlanta. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, the one thing Washington had going for them, Devin, was that Cordero Patterson was good. And I'll tell you, as someone that has Washington, Washington sorry, sorry, the one thing that went well for Atlanta, you can tell how invested I was in this game. You were because you had Cordell Paris on your fantasy team. That's the first person you brought up instead of Terry McLaurin. Or yeah, 33 fantasy points, thirty three fantasy points, man. Let's go. Uh, Running backs getting three receiving touchdowns in a game. And like Is he seven really carries. a running back, though? No, he's not. <laughs> I keep forgetting Cordero Patterson is in the NFL, despite him being my starting running back in fantasy. 
I didn't forget it because he always returns a kickoff return touchdown every year for whatever team he plays for. So he, uh, he's but always yes, Terry McLaurin, I might as well. Scary Terry, six catches, 123 yards, and two touchdowns. Washington had to come back. What's up with their defense? I think we mentioned this before, but like the front four is good, but the back seven is awful. Well, first of all, their linebackers are not good. Their secondary isn't good. Last year was an anomaly, apparently, for them at least. And the front four isn't getting back there consistently, so it's it's kind of stagnant. I mean, kudos to the Falcons for continuing the meme of finding ways to lose every game imaginable. They find any way to lose. I, I think they're reinventing the, the book on how to lose, truly, because they, they found every way to do it in the last couple of years. It's almost impressive. So at some point, like Falcons fans are literally not happy unless there are zeros on the clock and they won the game because at any point in the game, they could lose. Like Devin, this is a franchise that took like 30, 30 seasons to have back-to-back winning seasons. I mean, there you have it. it they are, they are, one of the most snake-bitten franchises in NFL history. I don't know. That that might be that might be a, a bit hyperbolic. Tell, Browns, tell me Browns, what... Browns fans, Lions fans, and Bills fans will all like a word. So, you know what? That's a perfect segue. Let's talk about the Bills. They smashed the Texans because Houston's still not done paying their debt for sins done onto them by Bill O'Brien. 40 to nothing. Josh Allen, two uh, two touchdowns on 248. Uh, he was 20 to 29, which is good, because at one point I was getting worried. He was like 13 to 22. And again, have him on fantasy. I also had Dawson Knox starting, which meant that both times he threw a touchdown, I got double points. You and your Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, four catches, two touchdowns. Uh, Stephon Diggs, though, seven catches, 114 yards. Just didn't find the end zone. I feel so bad for this Texas team. I actually am, am kind of rooting for Houston right now. Like a little bit. They're like the the affable group of dorks. But like, I don't want to see them just get, like, there's no fun in it for me. Like, I can't be like, yeah, well, thanks, Bill O'Brien. Like, yeah, obviously, thanks, Bill O'Brien, because they're still paying off all the sit, all the horrible things he did to that franchise. And like, It'd be one thing if they were getting destroyed and, like, Deshaun Watson was playing, given what's going on. But, like, this team is genuinely trying. We've seen teams that have been better on paper, just straight up not try. This team at least gives it their all. They're just not good. And you know what? Kudos to them for that. Sure. <laughs> I, I feel you, you very... don't care. I feel very different about the situation because they they sign all these people, and and I, I like mean, you a lot. Do have I, to field a roster, Devin. You can't yeah. just like fold the franchise. I know, I know. I, they sign all these people, you know, these veterans, and and I do feel bad for them because they're just not in a great situation. But at the same time, the the front office allowed this to happen. They they allow the mismanagement to continue year after year. And oh, they just have terrible ownership. 
Yeah, and, and at some point you're gonna pay for it, and they're paying for it now. I mean, they're just, they're rolling out Davis Mills, and they don't have anywhere near of a good offensive line. Like Mm-mm. it, it's very apparent that it is Laramie it, Tunsil and four jabronis. Well, it's also very apparent that Deshaun Watson literally matched up so many of their issues because of how good he is. Obviously, he's off the issue, off the field issues is still very relevant, very pertinent. But when he's on the field, he's masking a lot of their issues. Like, even before they struggled last year, prior to that, they they should not have been a playoff team. Nope, not at all. Um, Okay, I just want to talk about one play from this next game. By the way, the Bears beat the Lions 24-14. Good on Justin Fields. It's almost like he's good, Devin. Apparently not, since he was the fourth quarterback taken. You know, people can shut the fuck up with that bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but I saw on Twitter someone label this fumble from Jared Goff as the most Jared Goff play imaginable and how it, he's he's an embarrassment to the league because Frank Ragnow snapped the ball when Goff was adjusting the play and it bounced off of Goff's shoulder pads when he wasn't looking at the ball and went straight to – to you know, uh, to Akeem Hicks. So apparently, it's Jared Goff's fault that physics kicked in. It is his fault. The center snapped it when he wasn't looking. Man, I'm a former center. I know that that's the center's fault. Listen, if okay, if, if it's a fumbled snap under center, it's the QB's fault. If it's a fuck up on that magnitude in shotgun, it's the center's fault. Listen, all everything you're saying is very valid, but the the propaganda of Jared Goff stinks. It has to it has to go on there. It has to. It, it's unfortunate. I know he's a cow a cow. No, bear. it's it's literally it's, just that Rams. Okay, uh, fuck it. I'm putting it right out there. It's Rams fans that are still like, oh well, he didn't win us a Super Bowl, and Sean McVay didn't get a dynasty because of it. Cries in Matt Stafford. Uh, I'm I'm sick of this shit, man. They they are the most spoiled franchise I've ever seen. Like, I mean, we got it. We, we can we can win a Super Bowl with a guy that was pa- bagging groceries three weeks before we found him. We've we made Mark Bulger relevant, and then we sucked for like a decade. And then Jared Goff and Sean McVay got us to a Super Bowl, but because Goff didn't win us that Super Bowl, he's actually the worst football player in the history of the league. Which I remind you, you used to have Austin Davis as a quarterback at your on your team. Oh, sorry. For those Rams fans, Austin Davis was your quarterback in 2013. I know you became a Rams fan in 2017 when it was cool. Um, I'm just sick of it. I mean, you're... All those bandwagon fans that became fans of the Rams because Jared Goff and Sean McVay are photogenic and the team wasn't absolute hot garbage. I'm sick of it. Listen, As for the Lions, the Rams, I, I apologize. The Lions are just in for a rough season. The Rams moved their franchise twice. Of course there's going to be bandwagon fans. I mean, L.A. to St. Louis, back to L.A. I mean, do you, did you really expect the St. Louis fans to stay L.A. fans? When, no, uh, St. Louis fans, St. Louis Rams fans became Chiefs fans. 
and I don't blame him. I mean, you have an owner that is worried about his own bottom line. So that's why the Rams can't be likable because their owner wants money. He oh, wanted and money. No, I don't like the Rams because their fans annoy the crap out of me. I, I didn't like the Rams even, even before they started getting good. I mean, moving to L.A. was – in my opinion, ill-advised, and they still don't fill up the stadium. So it, that's what's funny to me. I, like, you know what? I started turning on Rams fans when they made their jerseys look like Best Buy employee uniforms. Listen, I'm, I'm not about to sit here and trash on, on the Rams the whole I time. Am. But uh, The funny thing is, we're not even talking about the Rams game right now. Let's talk about the actual Lions and Bears. Yeah, I mean... Look, David Montgomery is finally starting to put it all together, Devin. But then he got hurt. I mean, there's that. So, I I don't know how long he's going to be out, or if he's going to be out for a significant time. I but... mean, if he's out, if he's out long term, they are fucked. I mean, they still are, <laughs> but it's to a lesser degree. <laughs> like, look, feels he looked really good, and and I'm glad that he had that game where it's like, look, there's a reason they traded up for me, and this is the reason, you know, and they finally took Nagy off of play calling. So they let their actual offensive coordinator call plays. And it's like, you know, it, it, who would have thought that you hired someone to call plays, but you're calling the plays instead and not just, being a I head just coach. Can't. I just can't. It's it's like when Andy Reid has Eric Bieniemy calling plays. And you see how that's worked. But yeah. I don't. Anyways. Uh, the Panthers and Cowboys was the best game of, of the early slate, and it wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Um, Sam Darnold is uh, the white Lamar Jackson, uh, leading the NFL Stop. in ru- leading the NFL in rushing Stop. touchdowns, gentlemen. Stop. Leading the NFL Stop. in rushing touchdowns. I'm just stating facts, man. I'm just He's stating not, facts. Lamar Jackson fact. wakes up at, every fact. morning and takes off his Sam Darnold pajama pants. Stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> I will not listen. I will not hear <laughs> Sam Vic. I will not hear Sam Jack. I will not hear anything of putting Samuel Sam L. Darnold. Uh, I, I, I will not have any of that. No, you're not. In all seriousness, uh, the the one p- player for the Panthers offense that has been very impressive this year, and we need to start having a dialogue, is DJ Moore. Hashtag brand. Um. Man, DJ Moore's got to be in that top 10 wide receiver discussion now, right? I don't think so. He's got to be getting close he's, to it. I don't I don't think so necessarily. I, I need a new co-host then. Top 15. <laughs> he's top 15. I don't think he's pushing top 10 yet, but he's really good. He's about to get a fat paycheck. He is. He is. He deserves it for sure. I, uh, I, also, like I said, Zeke, not dead. 143 on the ground. It's almost like one game doesn't define a player. You know, Zeke still has juice, man. He just needed to just get at a, a better playable weight. And and he has, and, and it's paid off. I mean, this game was fit phenomenal. 36-28 for the, for the Cowboys. Um, although I will say, we, we, we shit a lot on, on the Florida fans in, in the group chat whenever there's a Florida game. We the same thing with the Cowboys. I just muted the chat the entire game. 
Like I, I oh, Devin, I went one further. I muted the chat during the entire NFL Sunday. My my that chat became unmuted at halftime of the Sunday nighter. Honestly, the four o'clock window of games, there wasn't a bunch of messages from that. No, but, no, there wasn't. But um, uh, yeah, it was bad. But no, no, but one last point: Trayvon Diggs is becoming one of the best corners in the NFL. I know, right? Who saw this coming? He was not that good last year. Make that improve from year one to year two. Dude, he's taken the, If only the NFL had a most improved player of the year. They, I mean, they they do, but it's going to... No, they don't. I thought they did. No. They have comeback player of the year. They don't have uh, most improved. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, my bad. That's what I was thinking about. I'm about to say their teammate is about to get the most... The, the comeback of the year easily. Mm-hmm. Might even get MVP. Yeah, he's he's definitely in that conversation. I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, and I still love Dak Prescott. Like, I would, if it weren't the fact that it's a Cowboys jersey, and it would make my, it it would literally destroy the closet it would hang up in, I'd have a Dak jersey. Got to get Mississippi State instead. No. No. I'm still spiteful over that. You're going to have to get past that because that was the pre-Leach era. So I think it's allowable. Uh, You know what? That's a good point. All right, moving on to the next game. The Colts got their first win of the season, Devin. Uh, They're now 1-3. Dolphins fall to 1-3. It would have been embarrassing had the Colts lost to a Jacoby Brissett-led team. Can we also talk about the Dolphins are probably not going to make the playoffs? No, no. And a lot of people had them. We should have seen that coming when they called a screen pass on their own one-yard line. Yeah, but that was with Brissett. So listen, it's Ed. You did say last last week. You know, hey, when we were talking about when was the first win coming, you said potentially against the Dolphins. So kudos to you. You you called it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I figured so. I mean. I feel both of these teams are, are in for a dogfight in order to try to save their season and make the playoffs. I mean, the AFC East, good luck with the Dolphins trying to squeeze in, but the, the Colts are not out of it in the AFC South. I guess. They're only a game and a half back there. I guess. I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. Should we move on to the next game? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I totally got this one wrong in my predictions article. I mean, the right team won, but I said expect all of the points, and we got none of the points. Browns beat the Vikings 14-7. to I, I did not watch a second of this game. What the hell? Because I was told that these were two electric offenses that could put up points. Baker By the way, six has... catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown for the ultimate brand guy in Justin Jefferson. Baker Mayfield was kind of taking a step back the last couple of weeks. He, yeah, they... he was overthrowing and misplacing so many passes. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, at, really, after that Kansas City game, it, he just hasn't looked like the same guy. So I don't know if it's a cause for concern or yeah, not. Yeah, because... Don't they have to pay him this offseason? Or will they pay? 
or they franchise tag him. I I could see a, a oh man, like a the franchise tag isn't the franchise tag for a QB now like thirty five million. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get their answer or not. If he's if he's playing like this, but they're still winning, it's going to be very tough to sell him like a long term contract. So I don't know. Browns are, oh, in, are and here's are the thing is that they thought that they had a long term quarterback so that they could stop adding names to that jersey. If they do it again, if they move on from Mayfield. I don't think they would move on. No, that, but they, they I think can. they would do a. They're not in a position deal. to man. I can see them doing a one or two year deal to give him more time to show them because I I would rather them play the long game with him. Yeah. Then just straight up move on, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> bad again. As for the Vikings, I mean, seven points didn't score after the first quarter. You know what, the Vikings, bar- the Vikings are the, barely broke 50%. They're the most confusing team in the NFL simply because, like, they can put up 30 points one or game. And then, then the next game, they're like, the offense can't do anything. And it's the quarterback position. Makes no sense. Devin, I'm going to let you wax poetic on this next one. Champagne doesn't trust Seamus Winston. And at one point, he completed 12 straight passes in this game. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. I'm just saying that Daniel Jones cracked 400 yards. I'm going to get to that point. What happened with the defense? I'm going to get to that in a second. But (sighs) Champagne doesn't trust Seamus Winston, man. And it's, it's made apparent because several times in the second half, he would throw Taysom Hill in there. At one point, he threw Taysom Hill in the game to throw a pass, and he threw a pick. So it's like, like, are you going to let your starting quarterback throw the football, or are you just going to run the ball all the time? Because they just kept running the ball, running the ball. Like, he completed one pass from, like, the third quarter until, like, eight minutes in the fourth quarter on a third down. So it's like, I get that it's a new situation, new quarterback, but if you're not letting him play the position, if you're just going to put, like, handicap him because you don't want him to turn the ball over, like, why have him that quarterback to begin with? I don't understand it. So that's the offensive side of things. That's basically what it boiled down to. They get ultra conservative in the second half. They got a 21-10 lead, and they just sat on the ball pretty much the the rest of the game that lost in the game. Defensively, They were killing. They were killing the Saints with crossers. Darius Tony had a big game. Um, has they he actually, finally? Has yeah, he finally he's actually, now passed. He's at, yeah, he's out of the doghouse. Yeah, like he actually has more career receiving yards than you and me combined now. He has like a. I think he almost had 100 yards. Oh wow! So, so he's at like maybe 60 career receiving yards now. Yeah, he. I he, don't think it's actually that low, but. Yeah, he's probably in the 80s or 90s, but <laughs> he. Uh, he made a lot of people miss an open field. He looked it, as explosive as he did in Florida. So, so like, they designed him touches yeah. to actually get him in space. Yep. Simple, simple things. By the way, the Giants can't even tank right. Um, well, Joe Judd. Of, well, I mean, in their defense, all of their games have come down to the final. They just can't close games. Oh, I'm they, aware. They 
they should have beat Washington. They should have beat Atlanta. They should be three and one. Yeah. <laughs> like they really should be, but I don't know, man. Maybe if um if Joe Judge opened up Excel more often, they'd be better. Not Dumbest quote an- I've ever heard in my life. Not a big analytics guy, I guess, whatever. It's okay. Analytics guys generally don't have five players retiring during training camp. I, I wonder if analytics covers that. No. Analytics also, say that that's a bad thing for your roster. But also say Con is back. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Another one of my favorite touchdown. players. Why are all of my favorite players in the league playing on NFC East teams not named Philly? Because you, you guys can't drive. But anyway. I mean, yes. Um, <laughs> Saquon had a 54-yard receiving touchdown and scored the game winning touchdown over time. So he's he's definitely back. Brand. I think that's everyone's brand. I know. He was my number one <laughs> overall player that year. I'm just saying. I love I loved Saquon at, at Penn State. Um, I mean, friend of the show, Connor Rogers. Blue Chip Scouting's own Clay Smarslock. They finally have something to be happy about. Their Jets won a game. They did. They did. They beat the freaking Titans 27-24 in overtime. I mean... Zach Wilson made some some big-time throws. He did. He looked a little bit like he was back at uh, at BYU. Yeah, he he was – tell you what, he can create out of structure like crazy. But, man, in the pocket, boy, he he needs needs some big time (laughs) improvement. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's very much a backyard football player. 100%. I I thought that on that one he threw a dime to Corey Davis. He literally just said, go, just pointing. Fuck it. Yeah, uh, di- here's the thing. The Titans didn't have Julio Jones. Or A.J. Which, or A.J. Brown. I didn't know that. I, I yeah. missed that part. Both they didn't them, have both of them were out. So no wonder they fucking lost. Uh, <laughs> He's throwing a chest to Rodgers. He's in the league still? Yeah. You can tell I watched this game, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Derrick Henry didn't really have a big day. I uh, mean, he ran for 157. Uh, down down the stretch of the game, he was uh, it wasn't a big factor. But like, here's the thing: like, we've seen this with Tennessee for three years now. Where, oh, by the way, Corey Davis revenge game: four catches, 111, and a touchdown. He was dropping passes early in the game, though. I mean, you got to take the you got to take the drops with the big plays with Corey Davis. But Corey Davis is a brand guy, so he gets a pass for me. No pass. No, no, no. There's actually no pass. No, no excuse for dropping like three passes in one game. However, like we've seen in the past with Tennessee, we know that this is Derrick Henry's team, and he is like the only player on this offense that matters. And even with Julio, he's pretty much the only player on the offense that matters. You take away AJ Brown and. Uh, Julio Jones and Tannehill's throwing to Chester Rogers and is Super Nas still their tight end? Is I don't even know who their starting tight end is. No, no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> who is their starting tight end? I don't it's know. Anthony Ferk, sir. I mean, sure, that might as well be Philip Super Nas, uh, <laughs> which is still one of my favorite names in the whole <laughs> whole league. Um, 
Anthony Ferkser. When those are like his top two targets, Ferkser and Chester frickin' Rogers. The, the what Nick, am I supposed to do? What am I, am I supposed to feel confident in Tennessee? Did Nick Westbrook play? As in Indiana legend yes. Nick Westbrook? He did. <sighs> they, oh, I forgot they had Josh Reynolds as well. Oh, wow. There's like a name a, I haven't heard in a hot minute. Yeah, he's like the forgotten about player. But yeah. That's I mean, hang on. Because clearly I didn't watch this game, as is evidenced by the fact that like I didn't know who I didn't know AJ Brown didn't play and I couldn't name the starting tight end. I actually want to see who the top receiving Jeremy McNichols, that guy, the Boise state running back was the leading receiver for the Titans in this game. What? I don't even know who, what is it? Who is a Tommy Hudson? I've never even heard of him. It's a, like a third string tight end, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, God, he's throwing a Michael Pruitt and Nick Westbrook. Like, of course they were going to lose this game. The Jets had this one gift wrapped to them. They just had to not jet all over the place. They decided that, you know what? Artie Lang was wrong. Good on the Jets. We have spent far too much time on a Jets game. Let's move on. I mean... Philly did exactly what I thought they would. Kudos to Jalen Hurts for throwing for 387. But, I mean, defense still sucks. Secondary still atrocious. I don't know why this team continues to have Miles Sanders on the roster just to not use him whatsoever. He had like four carries for seven yards or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, my apologies. He had he had seven carries for 13 yards and was targeted three times in the passing game. Kenneth Gainwell, like this team only ran the ball 19 times and eight of them were by Jalen Hurts. The team does not believe in the running game whatsoever. And I understand that Siamalu was out. Um, uh, Brandon Brooks is out for the year. And was it Jordan Mailata out for this game as well? I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. Don't run the ball when you have three, uh, you know, starting offensive linemen out. But, God damn, man. Like, can you show some faith in your running game? Any, please. Any, whatsoever. Like, they are just so opposed to running the football. And it's been like this every single game this year. Where, like, I get, like, they're not even doing short passes to the running backs as a substitute for the running game. They're just like, screw it. We're an air raid team. But you have Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, who is not the type of quarterback that needs to be in that type of system. Everything is disjointed on this team. And the, I mean, the 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 defense sucks, Devin. The, the fr- same thing we're, we said about Washington. The front four is great because you have Fletcher Cox, but then again, Brandon Graham's out for the year. You have Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett who are playing well, but then anything outside of them, just send it to the sun. It's awful. Like Darius Slay, I saw a tweet, like he's only allowed two 100-yard receivers, but like that's great, but the rest of the the secondary is liquefied trash. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really no, not much more you can say. Uh, I mean, we knew their defense was going to be bad in the back half, and it continues to be old, bad. 
yeah. I mean, it's, they really, it's, it's bad, man. This is they, a bad team. They really didn't cover up any of their issues. I mean, I, I get that Devontae Smith is great for their offense, but they really needed a corner. They really needed uh, better linebackers. They really needed safeties. So see, I, the thing is, is that like Howie doesn't value those positions early. Howie loves taking a linebacker in round four that is three years away from learning how to tie his shoes as long as he can run fast. But like you can run fast and look good all you want. But when freaking Pete Warner is seven tiers above you in the linebacking department, then it means that you can't play football. I actually would have preferred if they had taken Pete Warner in the second round compared to the shit that we have playing in the second level. Like Alex Singleton was a great CFL linebacker. I honestly cannot name any Eagles linebackers. I mean, it's Sean Bradley, Alex Singleton, and Eric Wilson. I know nothing about those three players. And that's the thing. Sean Bradley was the one that they took after the Colorado linebacker. What, Nate? Wait, which Colorado linebacker? The one, remember the one a couple years ago? That that they took the same year that they took Jalen Rager, where like he he was really really fast, but he didn't really know anything oh, else. Yeah, Taylor. I don't yeah. even remember his name. I know who you're talking about. I just yeah, don't his name. but like the corners, like we have their whole thing is well, we have Darius Slate. Well, our number two corner is either Zach McPherson, who you took in round four. Or Avante Maddox, who has been proven to suck at playing football. Yeah, McPherson may be good at some point, but he's not ready yet. Yeah, they're they're doing him a disservice. It I is, mean, the, I would have the roster construction on this team is so frustrating. You got to kick the tires on an older corner at least. The, well, Devin, we we have the older corner, Davion Taylor. That's the linebacker. Second, I was going to say Daryl Taylor, but that was the Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee linebacker. Uh, uh, sorry, it's actually TJ Edwards that's the third linebacker. So it's Wilson Singleton and TJ Edwards. Man, I hope Jacoby Stevens gets gets the the defense down at some point. Like we we spent money on Anthony Harris. He's not really done a whole lot. Rodney McLeod is. I mean, God, Rodney McLeod's best season was like six years ago. Yeah. I uh, that. For God's sake. Like honestly, there's no way to really improve this defense. Overnight. You know it's sad when JJ Arcega Whiteside has two tackles in a game. That is very bad. Like, I I don't get it, Devin. And then like like how he loves drafting quarterbacks high, he loves drafting wide receivers, and then everything else really doesn't matter. Offensive line? Nah, don't worry. We'll just get seventh rounders. Corners? We'll get UDFAs. Linebackers? Who needs them? It's, it's time to kick the cans on Howie uh, Roseman. I'm, it was I'm, that time three years ago. I know, but it's, it's more apparent now than any other he time. He must have photos of Jeff Lurie with a goat. There is no something. excuse for it. Like, here's the thing. He did great. Like, I commended Howie for this year's draft. Devontae Smith has played very well. 
I liked, you know, the rest of the picks. The Milton Williams pick, which I didn't like, was insulated by other really good picks. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, Gainwell. L- listen, they they hit on offensive players, like yeah. skill positions. They hit on them. More the defense is still trash. You, Yeah, you just didn't. Like, the Eagles' offense would still be decent, even without De- Devontae Smith. They wouldn't be great, but they'd be decent. But to not even really address your biggest needs on the def- on the defense, that's that's my problem. Let's let's move on. I'm 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 mad at this team. I knew this team was gonna suck. I told everyone this team was gonna suck. Like I've I've been saying that this team was best case scenario six wins. And, like, great. Like, you played up to your potential against Kansas City. But, like, the the holes on this team are so glaringly obvious. But I don't have faith that the front office is going to fix it. Not the current one, at least. Because, he's, you know what? Like, again, Hertz is serviceable, all right? He can, he can be there another year, and I'd have no problem with it. Because I don't like any of these quarterbacks in the class. But, man, they're, they're going to look at the, the holes on corner and go, you know what we need to draft another wide receiver in the in the first round? Because clearly, clearly it's time. Because they're going to go like, well, Jalen Rager is not exactly playing all that well, or or or, or you know, t- uh, John Hightower is not, not not lived up to expectations. So we need our John uh, or John Hightower replacement in round one. Or you know what? We need to make JJ Arcega Whiteside a captain. You know, this is off topic, but Khalil Shakir feels like in Philadelphia Eagles pick. I mean, he does, but would you really want to replace one Boise State flameout with with a potential another one? Because John Hightower went to Boise. I know I it's would. not the same thing. I know it's if not you're the same asking thing. me, no, I, I would, mean, I absolutely but... would. I absolutely would. But like, I also believe that that's one of the reasons why the Eagles like we're like we need to trade back and then trade back up because like we can't risk. Trey Lance coming to Philadelphia because he played at North Dakota State. I also think that they don't, they are not going to look at someone like Carson Strong because his first name is Carson. They, they seem like the type that like, we don't want anything like that there. Yeah. Honestly, if they're, I mean, it's, a, it's also a fan base that would literally set the stadium on fire if that happens. So it feels like if they pick the quarterback, it'll probably be Sam Howell. And I don't want that. That, that's just you might as well just keep Jalen Hurts at that point. Anyways, let's let's stop talking about the Eagles. This is not the Locked On Eagles podcast. Is that a plug that you want to be on Locked On Eagles? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have time to do a daily podcast, Devin. So, Cardinals are contenders. A lot of people riding them off as the fourth Including me. I've seen this movie before where they flame out. They didn't flame out yet. Yet that's a key word. Listen, if they stay healthy, they're definitely a playoff team. But if they stay healthy, they're a contender. I see. I don't see. I don't know if I would go that far. I think they are playing. They're all Devin. They have AJ Green playing good football in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Tell and me, this team isn't a contender. A contender for the Super Bowl? I don't think so. Devin, AJ Green looks like he's playing in two thousand fifteen again. They're not a contender for the Super Bowl yet. I the defense is not 
there yet. Then we can say the same thing about it, uh, about the Rams. I never said they were a Super Bowl contender. I said they were, they were a playoff team. <laughs> I would just like to say that I had Rams fans in my mentions after my season preview that I had the audacity to have them as the fifth team in the conference, that they weren't going to win the division. I had Seattle ahead of them. Say what you will. Okay. I mean, Seattle they, still could win it. It's, Seattle could still very well win. I mean, that all the teams are still in that division. Every every team in that division is is still fighting for a chance at, at it. It's going to be a dog fight. All I think all four teams in that division make the playoffs. Now that point, it's a seven team field, I, I think it, I think it's potential that all four make the playoffs. However, possible. I was being told like. You know, you clearly don't know. You know, you clearly don't understand the sport of football if you haven't already given the Rams the Super Bowl because Matthew Stafford is our quarterback, and Matthew Stafford is the greatest football player in the history of the universe, save for Mac Jones. I mean, that would be great. Yes, I understand that there were some shoddy calls. There was a roughing the passer that maybe seemed a little bullshit. However, that roughing the passer that was called where, yeah, he, he, you know, it was that a hand hit Kyler Murray in the head. If it wasn't roughing the passer, it was a face mask. It was a 15 yard penalty regardless. No one seemed to point that out. Rams fans were so mad that there was a soft roughing the passer call. If it wasn't roughing the passer, he hit him in the face mask and grabbed. That's a 15-yard penalty too, dumbass. Well, I don't also, like Rams fans. Also, the rule says you can't hit a quarterback in the head. There's been uh, less there's been less contact to the head that's been called as roughing the passer. So And again, if it wasn't, he hit him in the face mask. It's a face mask call. It it was clearly roughing the pass. Whether or not you liked it, it it, it doesn't matter. Listen, listen, again, it doesn't matter if it's a rough in the passer or a face mask. It would have been a 15-yard penalty regardless. True, but, I mean, even past that, they, the Rams' defense are exactly what I thought they were. They have a couple stars. They have Aaron Donald, they have Jalen Ramsey, and they have really nothing else. They have a lot of complimentary pieces. and like, they, they want Jordan Fuller to be so much more than he is. Look, he, he's he's a, a a starter level, but he's not going to put you over the top. I mean, Devin, I was legitimately seeing in the preseason that Jordan Fuller deserves a pay raise that would make him the highest paid safety in the league. No, no, he's not even close to being the best safety. He's not, he's not even the best safety in his division. No, because well, that's Buda Baker. Buda Baker, Jamal Adams is still better than him. I mean, come on now, like. It's, it's not even close. But anyway, back to the Cardinals. Look, I, I think they're definitely showing themselves as, as playoff contenders. I'm not going to go that far to say they're going to be championship contenders. Still have questions about their offensive line. If their offense can sustain the level of production that they're doing. That's the big one. We've seen them fa- falter down the stretch. Exactly. So it, that, Like that's... weeks one through seven are important, but weeks – 12 through 18 are going to be more important. Yeah, they they have to be able to close this year. That's that's my only reservation with them is that if they flame out, if their offense doesn't score 30-plus points, can they win the game? That is my concern. That, that's, the, that's a concern I have. But 
they have a lot of talent. They're playing really good football. Cliff Kingsbury seems to have gotten a rhythm as a play caller and, and understands what he needs to do to keep the foot on the gas. And, and they beat a, a, a good Rams team. And I, I really commend them for that. The other uh, NFC West matchup was the Seahawks beating the 49ers. We got to see extended play from Trey Lance. He looked like he played pretty well, but don't don't tell Kyle Shanahan that. Anyway, uh, you know, what's what's up with these coaches, man? Like you you get Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you got two two of the one of the better towns we've seen in in quite some time. Like they they do everything you want in a guys that would have been the first quarterback taken in any other draft but this past year, and they just the coaches are just dogging him like they not oh he's the backup for a reason like yo your offense played so much better with Lance on the field than with Jimmy Garoppolo it's almost like he adds a different dimension to to the roster. Well, first of all, they can do quarterback runs, more RPOs again. It adds another dimension. And he will push the ball down the field. I mean, that is just... that is that's the key to having a good. See, the only thing is, like, I know that they're going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo if he's healthy, because that's just the way they're built at this point. Like, they're I mean, they're take, they, they, take they, the... they don't want to have like the league's most expensive backup, and I understand that. But at some point, reality will set in. Eventually, but uh, Seahawks got to give them some credit. They they don't they're not running a ton of offensive plays. They're running like forty some plays a game, and they're they're really efficient on offense this year. So I got to give them props for that. They they look just they needed to get that win bad, and and the defense looked much much improved because they've been they were giving up like four hundred and some yards a game. So good win for the Seahawks. They definitely needed it. I just, I just don't get it. Let's just move on. Um, the Ravens. I mean, we had our questions about about the Broncos. I'm not saying that the Broncos are a bad team by any stretch of the imagination. We just need to see what they what they were like when they didn't face a team that that plays in New Jersey or the Jags. And they faced the Ravens, and they lost by 16. And Drew Locke had to come in. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater left with a concussion. Um, he got blasted by Jason Owen. Which I'm poor not, Teddy, man. Odate away, but uh, yeah, it it. Now we have to see Drew lock this course all week. This is the last thing I wanted to see from the Broncos, to be honest. Um, but Ravens, Lamar looks good. He can throw the football down the field, despite contrary uh, beliefs, but. Yeah, the, the Broncos are, are in for a rough week, <laughs> a rough week of discourse because Drew Locke is going to – I'm going to make a prediction now. Drew Locke is going to make uh, a crazy throw on Sunday and be inconsistent all game, and they're going to be like, this is what they were missing when they had Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. I, I see it already. So it, it's going to be an interesting week for sure. Uh, Packers beat the Steelers. Steelers offense is still anemic. Aaron Rodgers is going to begrudgingly take this team probably deep in the playoffs. Is there really anything else we need to talk about with this one? No. Well, well, we can talk about that. uh, (laughs) uh, Big Ben is done, man. 
bench he's him. Got, he's got he's got pulled par- pork uh, for a throwing arm now, man. Bench it, him yesterday. Where do you go from here? Like, okay, the Steelers are now one and three, and they play in the toughest division. And the Ravens are three and one. The Bengals are three and one. Um, the Browns are three and one. Like they're done. They're not catching up. Do you go with a quarterback? And what quarterback do you go with? Do you go with someone like Big Ben? Play style wise, size wise, there's not really someone that that has that combo in this class. If you want play style wise, you're looking at Malik Willis or Matt Corral. If Carson you want size Strong. wise, Carson Strong's not as mobile as Big Ben was in his heyday. To me, based on how they like to play offense, it would make Carson sense. Strong seems like the most likely option. Yeah. I, I just don't know if they're going to be able to cater an offense to Malik Willis's. I, I, I think I think as a franchise, they're too stubborn. They're still very old school in the way they approach things. Like quarterbacks make checks at the line. Um, pretty much, you can move a little bit in the pocket, but not necessarily mobile you would not call him mobile big arm high variance like big plays but also interceptions like they they have a good enough defense where they can take a turnover or two a game but the way that they're playing now it's it's very very hard to win yeah i mean throwing swing passes on fourth downs like come on <laughs> come on now like that's that's called that's that is uh plays to be benched i i also love how we said we wanted to get through the nfl games as fast as possible and we've been talking for like 45 minutes on it already happens and then finally tom brady broke the all-time passing record there was a game that took place in foxborough and the the buccaneers won apparently mac jones actually walked on water and uh chris collinsworth um could not shut up about how good Mac Jones is. It doesn't matter the score. It doesn't matter, you know, who's, you know, who's winning. doesn't matter that Brady broke the all-time re- passing record, Devin. None of that matters. Brady versus Belichick didn't matter. Uh, the Buccaneers being the defending champions didn't matter. You know what matters? The only thing that matters, Devin, is how good is Mac Jones? I'm already tired of it. It's only been four weeks. We have 14 more weeks of this. 14 more weeks, and it might be 14 more years at this point. Hey, he, hey. He, he does – he's the way that they're talking, he's going to be a starting quarterback for a long time. I mean, Devin, we saw it this morning. Teams are already regretting not taking Mac Jones, number one. Stop. Stop it right now. That's ridiculous because in four years when he's Kirk Cousins, really – Really going to look dumb. And also, Chris Collinsworth. I mean, Brady broke the all-time passing record, and that is fantastic. But in 10 years, we will be talking about Mac Jones as good, if not better, than Brady. My fr- my favorite Chris Collinsworth comment was like, that was a draw between Brady and Mac Jones, even though one team literally won the game. Literally <laughs> won. But, hey, what, what do we know? I guess one of the worst – uh secondaries in the NFL that was so he, injury prone he couldn't push the ball past 25 yards 
It's almost like he doesn't have the arm strength. You have like a 37-year-old Richard Sherman and Pierre Desir, who is not exactly a starting level quarterback. That is, I, a, that is Lyndon Woods' finest. Listen, I, he's great, but let's be realistic. He's, he's, not, he's not a shutdown corner. But you couldn't even throw the ball down the field. I love how you just said that, that, that Richard Sherman is 37 years old. He's not that old, but he's he's old and playing years. Like he he's not the same player he was. Obviously, he's more of a savvy veteran at this point. Yeah, no, Richard Sherman's actually thirty three. It just feels like he's been around forever. But come on, man, they stop, stop, just stop, and dude. It's gonna be stop. insufferable by the time you know what. I'm, here's the thing: we're gonna get to the point where like the Patriots are sitting midway through the season and they're like four and seven. And, and, you know, like, because the Bears are the Bears and we'll have, like, a 500 record, we'll hear it, Devin. What if the Bears had Mac Jones, a proven winner like Mac Jones, that has three less wins on the season? (laughs) Or what if the Jaguars had Mac Jones. Would the Jaguars with Mac Jones go 19-0 and in the regular season alone? Would they win at AFC South? That's what we were here. Devin, Devin, you don't understand. Trevor Lawrence is the worst thing to have ever happened to the NFL because Mac Jones should have gone number one overall. And with Mac Jones, Urban Meyer would already, in his first year, have broken Don Shula's all-time winning record. All right, next subject. Yeah, we're done here. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the NCAA, which was a much more entertaining weekend of football. So we will see you guys in a second. We want to thank our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet for whatever your needs are. With nine amazing flavors to choose from, all of which covered in 100% chocolate. Oh, by the way, guys, they have several monthly special offer bars as well all of which have up to 19 grams of protein with only four grams of added sugar and four grams of net carbs. Built Bar has whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for a delicious snack, a pre or post workout bar, or need to keep up with your macros, Built Bar is a top of the first round protein bar. See what I did there? Draft puns. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code BIGSHOTS for 10% off your next order. That's BIGSHOTS, all one word, 10% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, we are back to talk about the NCAA. Um, yeah, we have ad reads. I, I, I worked that in, uh, unlike Friday where we accidentally just shoved two minutes of ads right at the very beginning. Um, however, I mean, the game started fast and furious on Friday. And before we get into the actual games, I just want to bring up the pick records. Um, Devin is now tied with Nick. Nick had a bit of a comeback. Uh, they are a top at 86 and 23. I am three games back of them at 83 and 26. It was not a very good week for me. I didn't make up any ground. In fact, I lost ground, which is even worse. <laughs> yeah. All right. Iowa versus Maryland. Poor Nick. He picked Maryland, and this game was never close. Baby Tua threw five picks, 51 to 14. Iowa, I believe, is sitting third in the in, in, in Yeah, they moved up to three. Rankings. Yeah, they moved to three. Listen, did anyone really think Maryland was gonna win this game? No. No. Like 
Every time they wear black and the, and they're having a good season, they fall apart. Blow out, blow out, blow out, city bitch. Like like I like I tweeted, man. Literally last time this happened, they played Penn State on a Friday night. Blackout. They got beat like fifty-two to three or something like that. Like no, fifty-nine. I think fifty-nine to ten or something like that. But yeah, they got blown out just like they did. So moving on. I mean, there's there's really nothing to talk about in that game. Uh, Talia just. I don't know, man. Uh, you picked Utah State. Do you feel dumb? They lost by I, fourteen actually, points. Actually, I, I don't. I don't feel bad about that pick because I, I was telling you over the weekend they pulled the game within seven, but then their starting quarterback Logan Bonner he got hurt. As in former Arkansas State yes. quarterback Logan Bonner. Yep. Oh, that's where he ended up. Yeah, he's at Utah State, but he, he's. Oh yeah, because they, they have Arkansas State's old coach. Yeah. Uh. What's his name? Blake Anderson. Yeah. I I, I kind of like him. Yeah, he's a good coach. Kind of like him. Not going to lie to you. But, yeah, he, he got hurt, and that was pretty much it. Austin Tyler Algier just absolutely shredded the defense. I mean, he is prone to do that. Oh, shit, 218 and three touchdowns. Yeah, no, like kidding. shredded. Like, yeah, you weren't literally. kidding. Literally. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, that that – that showed us that this weekend was going to be was going to be off to a flying start, and it's a shame, Devin, that like the the, the games we were all excited about turned out just completely suck. Yeah, starting with Alabama, Ole Miss. This game was over by halftime. Um, yeah, I, I was, was I was talking to you on the phone about it. It was it was bad. Yeah, I actually didn't watch this game. I, I watched like a, a condensed version, and I mean, Ole Miss's defense is still bad. And Alabama, it, Alabama, Georgia might combine for like 10 points. Are you sure even that? <laughs> it's going to be the first one to score wins. I don't know. Alabama might be able to score a little bit more than we think. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. Alabama's offense is great, but that defense, like, it's going to be the battle of that defense. Definitely. Uh, but no, like they stifled Ole Miss. And. And, and just annihilated them in every way. Jeez. Uh, I mean, game, I'm glad, this game was I'm, not competitive. I'm glad Corral didn't turn the ball over. I mean, that's that's the only good thing you can take from this. Uh, in terms of throwing interceptions, he didn't throw one. So that that's really the only thing you can take from that. Yeah. Uh, the other one, because ESPN loves to rank to list them by, by ranking. Georgia just destroyed Arkansas. 37 to nothing. Arkansas think, got into this trap where whatever they were doing early didn't work, but they didn't have a backup plan. So they just kept doing it over and over and over again. Running the ball directly at Jordan Davis is a bad idea. I think I called this one. I was like, it's either going to be extremely close or it's going to be a blowout. And, I, and... We, none of us saw a way where Arkansas was going to win this game, but no. They there is there's no way they were gonna win the game. Like unless they unless they just continuously turn Georgia over with the ball. But Stetson Bennett like the second coming of uh Jake Fromm. I mean he went seven of eleven for seventy two yards. Second coming of Jake Fromm. You are correct. I don't know 
who David Shaw paid off in order for this game to happen, but Stanford upsets no, Oregon. Listen, this is he bullshit. paid off the refs. This is bullshit. Badly. I'm I was upset about that game because first of all, they called targeting on Kayvon Thibodeau, and it had no business really being targeting at that point. So that was my first grievance. Second, they let the receivers and DBs play like all game long, like, you know, play physical. And down the stretch, bullshit PIs. Several. And like the last play of the game, they called a PI because the dude couldn't get off a a jam. Like he literally couldn't do anything. It's like, what are you, what are we doing? Like they literally, the rest took over the game. They had to make it all about them, man. Stanford did nothing on that last drive, but get penalty after penalty. And then they just threw slants. And and I wouldn't be upset if I was an Oregon fan. Well, I would be upset about the the referee, but I wouldn't be upset about I. This was not Oregon's fault. This was this was the refs going, oh, okay, we're, well, Noah Sewell gets hurt because you can't have nice things. But because Noah Sewell got banged up, we're, we're going to also eject uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Because Stan- we can't have Stanford at two and three at this point. This is ridiculous. This is so stupid. So it seems like we're on pace for a Stanford Iowa Rose Bowl. I ha- oh, I hate that. I hate. I hate that. That's what the that's what the rest told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Basically. we got to make sure we got to make sure Dave that Stanford looks strong. Which, as a Cal fan, I hate more than anything, especially given the weekend that Cal had. I mean, Indiana looked like shit against uh, uh, Penn State. They looked awful. Michael Penix got is hurt done. again. He's uh, probably done again. At I this mean, point, at this point, I think, at this point, they, they just got to turn Jack Tuttle, man. They even even before Penix got hurt, he just didn't look good. Everything, like everything that could go wrong for Indiana this year, has. Penix is hurt. Stephen Carr hasn't played well. Uh, Taiwan Mullen looks pretty bad. I don't. Everything, can we see? Like, can we see Tom Allen make be like, look, I've done everything I can. I'm, I'm out. You know what? Here's the thing. I think that there's going to be. Are there any like SEC country jobs that are going to be open? Because he's an SEC guy. Auburn's so. already play, all Auburn's are like if Tennessee hadn't fired Jeremy Pruitt. Last year, I think that Tennessee would be a, jo- a shot for him. Yeah. Like, not any SEC jobs. No. Maybe ACC. Is there going to be the like, Miami job? Maybe because he does like because, recruiting that area. Because they, like, yeah, one guy I could see. <laughs> I don't think Florida State's going to open up this year. No, they're paying Norvell too much. I, Miami is make, definitely a possibility. Miami. And I know they're going to try to go out the crystal ball. But I don't think he's gonna. They're gonna be able to pull him from Oregon. I. Uh, the only thing I can think of is if is if James Franklin goes from Penn State to uh, USC, then maybe he slides in at Penn State. I don't know. See, I think Penn State would probably try to look 
for someone pro- like proven at a high level. I mean, also you know? granted, the, the the Big Ten tends not to be like like the SEC because the SEC oh, no. they just take, they, they take the head. Co- they rev- it's a revolving door. You know, all the same coaches at different schools. Exactly. Like Derek Mason is the defensive coordinator for Auburn. Yeah, he was, he was just a Vandy coach. Yeah, and like they, and the SEC only seems to look in the SEC for for yeah. its coaching pool, whereas the Big Ten looks more national. Yeah. I don't know, but he's also got an expensive buyout too. Like Devin, yeah. the next game we're going to talk about, I swear to God, it refused to die. Uh, Oklahoma versus Kansas State. You guys were right. You picked Oklahoma. Congratulations. Here, you know, here's a pat on the head, pat on the back. You guys were good boys. I'm the idiot that decided to pick Kansas State. Can I? So this was the game I watched instead of watching uh, Alabama versus um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Thank you. One, I was shocked Skylar Thompson played in this game given how gnarly that injury looked. But there's a case made that he shouldn't have played because Skylar Thompson should not be a pocket passer. Now, granted, he got his second career 300-yard passing game in this game. Which is sick. I think the other one was against Oklahoma, too. I think so. <laughs> um, But, like, he had to stay in the pocket and he's not accurate enough to be a pocket passer. He's not, he was skying some balls. He had a, a, a get a, a pass late when they were trying to make the comeback where he threw a jump ball to five foot six deuce Vaughn. Just trying um, to go to his best offensive player, man. I mean, yeah. Deuce Vaughn, by the way, 10 catches, 104 yards. Um, but man, like this game was over, and then Malik Knowles just had to return it for a touchdown, which gave Kansas State some hope. But man, every off, every every onside kick attempt for for Kansas State went horrifically bad. There was one. Okay, I got to talk about the onside kick se- sequences. So there was one where Kansas State kicks an onside kick, and then the, the booth has to review whether or not it goes ten yards, and it's determined it went ten yards. But then Lincoln Riley challenges the onside kick, claiming that it was double kicked. And sure enough, it kicked it like, you know, Kansas State kicked it. The ball immediately hit the turf and hit the kicker back in the foot, meaning it was an illegal touch. And instead of Kansas State ball at the 45 yard line, it was Oklahoma ball at the 36. Kansas State's defense was playing like the worst coverage. They just were an off zone the whole game. And Spencer Rattler was just like, oh, you've allowed 10 yards in the middle of the field between Marvin Mims and the closest receiver. I mean, Rattler didn't really have to do much. Play great. The interception is not his fault. I mean, Kansas State's defensive back leaped about 15 yards in the air in order to get that. Dude was like 40 feet off the ground and made that pick. Yeah. Uh, and then, the, the I mean, they score another touchdown. They go for an onside kick. And before they kick it, they use their last timeout. Which is dumb. And then they go to kick it, and Lincoln Riley calls a timeout. And then everybody just got so mad that Kansas State decided to kick it directly to Drake Stoops, just out of frustration. Yeah. This is a dumb game. 
Uh, speaking of dumb games, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame 24 to 13. The one time I don't pick against Notre Dame, Devin, I got burned by picking against them two straight weeks. And then I go, you know what? Maybe this team doesn't suck as bad as I think they do. And, and they sure do. enough, sure enough, they lose by 11 to Cincinnati. And people are going to be like, oh, Desmond Ritter played well. No, 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 no. No, he didn't. He had like three good throws in this game. I called it. Say he's going to have a couple good throws and be inconsistent. Exactly like we thought he was going to be. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, he's just going to be one of those quarterbacks that never gets his accuracy right. But people are still going to love him because it just it's just what happens in the draft process. You know, he's going to get overdrafted. He's going to get, you know, overranked too high. And it's just going to happen at that point. And people are just going to look dumb in three, four years when he still has the same issues. I mean, you, you can't magically fix accuracy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you can improve mechanics. You can improve footwork, which I think he still can do. And I think it will look a little bit better, but. Like, he just is so wildly inconsistent. Like, his throws can be 20 yards overthrow or it can be a 10-yard underthrow. Like, the range of throws he, he makes, it's frustrating because the tools are there. And I understand why people like him because he has tools. And there's no denying, yes, size and tools are two big things that you need to have uh, to be at least an NFL quarterback. But his accuracy is just not there. But I will say, you said this coming into the season. I mean, he outdueled Jack Cohn, Devin. Jack Cohn, and then he got benched for another quarterback. but Who was even worse somehow. Yeah, but listen, Cincinnati's defense is for real. They have yep. several future NFL players on that team. Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Sauce Gardner. My uh, James. My J was making big plays, finally. Darian Beavers. Kind of Kobe Bryant, I mean, they got safeties. Arquan Bush is probably going to be one eventually. Uh, Javon Hicks. They're everywhere. They're, they're so literally everywhere. They're loaded. So I, I will say they, they look really good in that game. I, I didn't hear much about Kyle Hamilton. I don't know how he played. Um, but since his defense looked great. Yeah, I, I do want to see them make it to the playoffs just so that they can get mollywopped by Alabama so we can never hear about how they're they're being disrespected again. Tired of it, man. Uh, I'm also tired of Florida masquerading as a top 10 team. They got exposed by Kentucky. Kentucky has won two of the last four against Florida after not winning for like 28 years. They hadn't before, before uh, Dan Mullen got there, Kentucky hadn't won since before Steve Spurrier was the head coach. And that's crazy because they had, uh, What's his name as for his coach? Is he the McElwain? No, Just... not even McElwain. Uh, what's his name? Oh man, this is South Carolina coach now, right? Muschamp. Yeah, they have Muschamp. He, by the and way, he still Muschamp got fired from South Carolina. So you watch him out. And he still beat Kentucky, mm-hmm. but Mullen like got to take the Mullen good with... plays down to Kentucky. Yeah, you, you got to take the good with the bad with Mullen. He he can beat. Every now and then you can beat a, a really good Georgia team or uh, LSU. Um, 
but and he can play you give him Kentucky and he's he's sweating, man. I don't know what it is about them. It's like Kentucky does nothing. They don't do anything complicated. Like they're an old school football team. They just run it straight at you, play action, play solid defense. But, but is it Zach Pascal is that his name? Dude was playing possessed. <laughs> like he was destroying their offensive line. Maybe it's the mayonnaise and the coffee at, at, in, in, at Kentucky. Listen, that was the grossest thing I've ever seen. It, I I don't listen. I like Will Levis, but I don't condone anything he does off the field. All right, not the the eating banana peels, not the mayo and and the coffee, none of that. All right, let's get that straight. But I do I do like their offensive line. Darren Kennard had a big game. Uh, Wandale Robinson, who was a a two year brand guy, had a big game. So. We need to get Wandale on the show, man. Like we just we just need to get Wandale on the show. He's gonna be in high demand. I know he's gonna be in high demand. We'll we'll make it work. Uh moving on, Ohio State crushed Rutgers. Everything with Rutgers season died when they lost Michigan last week. I mean, shouldn't be surprised, but I I, I don't have anything to say about this game. I don't care. Michigan beat Wisconsin. By the way, it was disrespectful of Michigan to be three-point underdogs at Wisconsin. What is this allure about Wisconsin? What makes them so good or their, their home field advantage so great? Like, Dude, they, they, they play jump around. Ju- they play jump around on the fourth in the fourth quarter. So, like, you have people jumping up and down in during a commercial break. That's all I got. Why Why is, the number 14 team in the country was an underdog against a team with a losing record? I don't understand. A team has lost to two good teams already. Yeah. And it's not even like they lost. Oh, and like, Graham Mertz was awful in this game. <laughs> he made one good throw. And then he got hurt. Shocker. I saw that like, oh, well, you know, Graham Mertz is telling all of his doubters to kindly fuck off. It's like, and then he proceeded to play like shit the rest of the game and then got hurt. It's almost like not good, not good. Like I I will continue to say this every week. He carved up a Lovey Smith, Illinois team. Lovey Smith, Illinois team. It's, got it's fired at Illinois. Like It's not even good. They weren't even good, man. And they just pretending like that one game is like, yeah, he's going to be a future number one pick. No, he's not even going to be drafted uh, as, as every other Wisconsin quarterback in the last fifteen years. I am looking at the stat line for this next game, Devin. And we've made fun of Mississippi State on this podcast a lot because they'll throw like seventy passes in a game and have two hundred yards. But this week was different, man. They broke four hundred. First time they've done that since the LSU game last year. Which is crazy. But, yeah, I mean. They beat a and I got to hand it to them. Texas they A&M well. is tanking. I mean, Bad. not having Haynes King really has hurt them. Listen, I understand. Even the, like, their offense needed Haynes King because now all of it, like, it, they ha- they've basically had to become a one-dimensional team with that three-headed rushing attack. And I don't even know if their offensive line is good enough to, to hold up. Like, even Kendrick Green is not playing that well. 
Like he's playing okay. He's serviceable. Like he's playing like a late first, early second rounder guy. Listen, I know that you're supposed to have your starting quarterback, and that's fine. But when are when is what's up with these backups? Like I understand they're all young, inexperienced. This Calzada kid ain't it. There has to be something better. You gotta kick the tires on all your quarterbacks when I work. Because I know they have more than three. So you gotta start kicking the tires on some, some other options because if he's looking like that, I mean, they might not even get to seven wins. Maybe not. Uh kudos to Mississippi State. This is probably the biggest win that Mike Leach has this had is, while he's there. This is the biggest win. Cause it, LSU was ended up being bad last year, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. This matters because Texas was supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can literally – the only thing I have to say about this Coastal Carolina versus UL Monroe game is there was not an incompletion for Coastal. Fifty-nine to six. Grayson McCall, thirteen of thirteen for two twelve and two touchdowns. Isaiah Likely, five catches, ninety-five yards, two touchdowns. Stock up on on Isaiah Likely. Brand. You have never spoken about Isaiah Likely, so no. I have. I'm not letting you call him as a brand guy. I have. No, no, I'm not letting you call him. Call him I, have, I have talked about Stop, talked in, about stop encroaching on my conference with your brand. He is a brand guy. I, no, he's I have, not. You can look up the tweets. Anyways, Michigan State beats Western Kentucky 48-31. to Bailey Zappi threw the ball 64 times. Disgusting. Good God. Um, 17 of them to Jareth Stearns. Michigan State, though, 5-0. and Who would have thunk that Michigan State would be sitting at 5-0? Uh, and Not me. See, but they're one of those teams that are like, I, they're just due for a letdown at some point. They're they are, you know, they they're overachieving right now, and they're just one win away from being bowl eligible. And I think they'll make a decent bowl this year, a Capital One bowl, like something like that. But they it's or Outback. I can see them at the Outback Bowl. What if they backdoor their way into the Rose Bowl? I mean, they'd have to beat Ohio State, so I don't think that's going to happen. Well, they had to be Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. <laughs> and probably I mean, Iowa. <laughs> they're, they're back. Their schedule's backloaded now. Oh, my so. God. They're screwed. Go, actually, hang on. I'm now – I am very curious. I've now piqued my own curiosity. They have Rut- – okay, so they're at Rutgers, at Indiana – Home against Michigan at Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State. By the way, they're on the road at Ohio State. So they could be nine and three. Yeah. It's very possible. They they're gonna be they should be Which given that seven, it's Mel Tucker and we had no faith in this team. See, they should be seven and zero oh heading into that Michigan game. But Indiana is gonna be a tough game. Rutgers are going to play them tough. So, I like I said, they are due for a letdown. It could be one of those games that could slip up. But if all goes to plan, they should be seven and zero heading. I think the Big Ten is the best is the best conference in in, in the nation this year. 
they depth have their, wise, depth, depth wise, yes. the, the top two teams in the country are still in the SEC, but it's a, it's just a gigantic drop off after Alabama, Georgia. Whereas like the Big Ten, we're looking at it's like, man, Penn State's good, Iowa's good, Ohio State's still Ohio State, Michigan State's randomly good, Michigan's doing well. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. I almost got this one right. It happened in reverse. Hawaii with the comeback on on Fresno. Yeah, sad. It's a sad day for the brand. That actually is a brand. It was a double brand. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Turner went off, so that's a brand. But Hayner struggled, and he got hurt, then struggled. So it's, it's like a, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a quite the dynamic, but <sighs> Fresno State, man, I, I don't know what happened. Offensively, they just became stagnant. And then Hainer started turning the ball over, and then they just could never recoup. I mean, they had a chance to win at the end, but – and it wasn't even Hainer's fault, the final interception. It just went through his receiver's hands. But they, they should have never been in that position. Because Hawaii, they they're not really a good football team, but they they came to play and uh, knocked off Fresno State. So there's the end to Fresno State's chance of being in uh, New Year's Six. So moving on to the next one, I told both of you, I told both of you, Oklahoma State was going to beat Baylor as long as Terrell Bernard was out. Baylor, without their best player on defense, was going to be. It was going to be tough because that offense is just not good enough, and Oklahoma State also has a very good defense. But I just want to say, the fact that Jalen Warren, the running back for Oklahoma State, had 13 carries in the first quarter speaks volumes about their lack of confidence in the passing game. This used to be uh, an air raid offense, basically. Now they have no – since Spencer Sanders took over, they have no faith in the passing game. And I feel like once he leaves, they're going to go back to pass. Because Shane Illingsworth can fucking pass the ball. I I just want to know, like, are they not playing Shane Illingsworth because he's better than Sanders and they don't want to be wrong about Sanders? Yes, that's exactly why. I've spoken with Oklahoma State beat writers about this. It is a pride thing. He wants to make Spencer Sanders more of a thing. If that's the case, man, fire Gundy, man. I, I don't have time for this nonsense. Like, you you could be a contender in the Big 12, but yet you choose to play a quarterback because of his athletic traits. In a conference in which literally throwing the ball is the one way to win. Like, I, they could really beat Oklahoma if they unlock the passing game. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do it, and they're they're sh- taking advantage of the fact that they have a very experienced run blocking offensive line. Because they have uh, Sills, uh, Stills, who's the former, I'm sorry, Sills, who's the former West Virginia guy. Damn West Virginia! They had two Stills and a Sills at the same time, and then they have Godlewski, who is from Miami of Ohio. So they're just like, we got road graders, so we're going to run the ball 55 times every game. Terrible. Baylor had a really good uh, performance from Abram Smith, but like the passing game's still a mess. Where was this Arizona State offense earlier in the year? 
42 to 23 over UCLA. All the way out on UCLA. Um, I told you. I warned you about Chip Kelly. Don't buy into anything Chip Kelly. Don't buy into any Chip Kelly propaganda ever. They'll, they'll make a decent bowl game, but they're. Given the state of the Pac 12, they might still win it. They're not dead yet, sadly. Um, this is definitely one of the worst conferences, if not the worst Power Five conference. Like them and the ACC are, are literally bottom dwellers at this point. It's rough. Anything you actually want to add to this game, or can we just move on? Move on. Bo Nix broke physics, and they ended up beating LSU as a result. Moving on. <laughs> I, I just – I can't, man. Both, they haven't had to both, cover this game, so. Both Louisiana teams just blew fourth-quarter leads, second-half leads, in fact. So it's just... um, NC State beat Louisiana Tech 34-27. to Brand guy extraordinaire. Devin Leary had a great game. Austin Kendall, the former Oklahoma quarterback. Um, and former West Virginia quarterback. By the way, West Virginia lost to Texas Tech, so maybe they chose the wrong guy. Um, can I just say, I'm disappointed with NC State in terms of one thing on their offense. Can't It's Bam Knight, man. I don't know what's got, like, his, his plays dropped off severely this year. Yeah, it seems to be going He's a, the a clear second, second guy in this, in this rushing attack. Yeah, it seems like they're going more to Ricky Persons at this point. Which I don't blame them, but I mean, considering I had Knight as a top five running back heading into the year, that 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 age like milk. And now I'm pretty sure we only got one more game to, to review. Yeah, uh, Clemson wins nineteen to thirteen over Boston College. Cool. <laughs> Literally, that's all I have. Cool. Yeah. Like no filter Kirby. Dracovic. Don't care. <laughs> if Djokovic plays, plays, they win. I mean, from a draft perspective, going back and watching the film later in the process to see Booth versus A Flowers is going to be fun. But other than that, I don't care nothing about this game. Yeah. So you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, I mean, it was a chaotic week of football. <laughs> Weekend of football. Pretends to be shocked. It, it just gets more and more wild every week. Yeah. Literally no team is safe outside of Georgia in, in Alabama. That's what we learned this weekend. Nobody is safe. Looking ahead to next week's schedule, there's like one, two good games. Our preview podcast is going to be real short. Yeah. Uh, I just need to make sure there's no ranked teams playing on Thursday. There is, I think. Shit. <laughs> we can have there to record is. on Wednesday. Let's see. Uh, let's see next week. Yep, post the place Thursday. Oh, we don't have to preview that one. It's Arkansas <laughs> State. Arkansas. It's Arkansas State. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this: Devin, uh, Nick, and myself all pick Coastal Smash Carolina. Smash the over. Yeah. Smash the over on the game. Yeah. All right. There you go. So we've already previewed Thursday's ranked game. There you go. That's going to do it for today. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike H underscore draft. You can follow Devin on Twitter at Real D underscore Jackson. Follow Nick on Twitter at PriceCheck3. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work over at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Devin and Nick's work over at Rise and Draft as well. Those guys are pulling double duty. 
Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. And until next time, guys, y'all have a good day.